Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. Let me guess. I'm not even looking. This week's feature is Critters 4 and Leprechaun 4. Oh my God, I'm psychic. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food or drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. So why are you all drugged up? Uh, I fucked my neck up at work a couple days ago. What kind of shit are you doing at work? You know what the funny thing is? It's such an old man injury. I was really, really busy and everyone was on lunch. And so I was having to hold the fucking phone with my shoulder while multitasking and doing a bunch of stuff. And apparently I, like, fucked up my, like, trapezius muscle or something. And so yesterday I still went to work, but, you know, I was having, like, muscle spasms and every, you know. So so if at some point you guys hear me make some kind of a weird gasping sound, that's because my my muscle in the back of my neck just locked up and it hurts so fucking bad. Oh, yeah. I've had that. Yeah. And then, so, I went to work yesterday, and I thought it was getting better, and then I woke up this morning, and I couldn't fucking do anything. Like, I couldn't put on my shoes. I couldn't, like, reach anything that's lower than my waistline, basically. And I was like, oh, well, I got to call to work and go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Then you couldn't go to the doctor because you couldn't put any shoes on. It's all a vicious cycle. Uh, no, I'm not joking. I wore my house slippers to the doctor because I could not put my shoes on. Oh. That's great. Yeah. No, I mean, probably not great for you, but from my from my perspective, <laughs> you walking down the street, holding your neck, complaining about how phones these days are too dangerous in slippers. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's about right. Noah's living the old man dream. Yeah, he's pretty much Grandpa Simpson at this point. <laughs> well, the fun, so the funniest thing is the other day after you know after I fucked up my neck doing that with the phone, I was asking my boss. I was like, "Can we get headsets? Like, I don't, you know, because part of my job, I am the phone bank. I'm the initial point of contact, so I'm the one that transfers everybody. Mm-hmm. We we answer the main line, only to find out." Every other department was given headsets except for deposit operations, and we answer the fucking phones. <laughs> Did they get you a headset then? Supposedly they have now ordered them, and that we will be getting headsets. And I was like, that is horseshit, just so you guys know. <laughs> and they were like, we don't think that kind of language, you're fired. And you're like, damn it. All right. But now I'm on some muscle relaxers and a little bit of pain medication. Oh, see, I uh, I fucked my back up 
it's pretty much like the exact same thing that you were talking about where you just be fine and all of a sudden you get that jolt. Yeah. And you're just like, and then it's gone. Yeah. Uh, except I didn't go to the doctor. I just toughed it out because of a man. My man. <laughs> I, pro- I probably would have if, if I could like dress myself. I probably wouldn't have went to the doctor. No, that's a good point. Mine wasn't nearly that bad. I like the idea that you just made it sound like you go to the doctor. Just can you help me put this on? <laughs> All right, thanks. And, and, the, and the funny thing then, because this is America, one one of my random symptoms, the doctor was like, uh, "That's not typically a symptom of a muscle problem. That's a symptom of like cardiac distress." Oh, that's good. And he was like, so we need to do an EKG and all and all this other stuff. And I was like, just so you know, I'm a poor person, so I'm not doing that because this is America. And I have to run the risk of dying in order to not go broke. Is this like a Leprechaun 3 situation where you just found a bunch of money in your pocket? And he's like, oh, order some more tests until this is all used to it. <laughs> Close, nice. except there's no chance there would be a lot of money in my pocket. Well, Noah, while me and you are hobbling around like old men, apparently, if Facebook is telling me correctly, Doug was being a real man and taking a picture of himself in front of his grill on his deck while drinking a beer today. That's all that. That was pretty sweet. (laughs) But, Doug, don't you fear the nor'easter? Not really. I assume it's going to get cold again soon because it was warm for a day. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I know how things work, but whatever. It, it was sunny. It, I went on my deck. Is it weird that uh, since the news has been talking about the nor'easters lately, I uh, I was pretty convinced that nobody uses that fucking term anymore. I thought that was a term used by like old timey ship captains. <laughs> Maybe old timey ship captains are making a comeback. Maybe I don't. I, I, that's all I imagined is some you know bearded, uh, raincoat wearing guy going ah nor'easters blowing in the seas be rough today. Whatever happened to El Nino? Well, he comes back around every once in a while. Really? You never hear about him anymore. You do. El Nino is like a thirteen-year cycle or something like that. I don't watch your plebeian news uh, or Noah. It's pronounced plebeian. Blebian. I don't know what that word means, so I don't know. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Peasant. You and your peasant news network. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Everybody, everybody pronounces it wrong, so I think the mispronunciation is now the correct pronunciation. <laughs> if you guys are going to continue to debate the pronunciation of this word, I'm going to get a beer and go back out on my deck, and you guys can just notify me when we're going to podcast about movies. Well, how about we do this? Uh, Noah, you picked two In Space movies for this episode. Sequels In Space! Uh... Every other week we've gone Critters and then Leprechaun. Let's switch it up. And why don't you tell us about Leprechaun 4 in space? Uh, So Leprechaun 4 in space is about... uh, I don't know. What the fuck is this movie about? (laughs) Uh, So the Leprechaun uh, kidnaps the princess of an alien race 
who pretty much looks like a human chick from the 80s in in Barbarella-esque skimpy clothing. I mean, that's that's how you know she's a space princess. Uh, The uh, a group of space mercenaries are sent to take out some kind of evil, vile thing that's been ravaging space, which turns out to be the leprechaun. So in the in the future, everybody is aware and knows of the magical leprechaun, and just think of it as a weird thing that needs to go away. <laughs> Which that's okay. Uh, we get back to they they blow up the leprechaun, but he managed. Oh, I think we lost Noah for a second. Yeah, breaking up, Noah. I'm breaking up. All right, now you're back. Okay, where was I at? Dude's uh, so they blew up the blew up the leprechaun. They and... blew up the leprechaun. He resurrects himself by crawling inside of a man's penis and then erupting forth from his zipper. And hijinks ensue. And, and... we lost Noah again. Yeah, the nor'easter took out his internet. Those leprechauns <laughs> pissed off that they're they're fucking up his deal with banging this lady. Uh, and then there's a weird doctor guy who turns into a giant spider scorpion monster hybrid. End, end of movie. <laughs> there's no other plot. You forgot when the leprechaun becomes giant leprechaun. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. does become giant leprechaun, and they defeat him by sucking him into space. Do they defeat him, though? No, not really. Okay, good. <laughs> So I know you're a big fan of this one, Noah. So why don't you tell us like why do you love it so much? Uh, I like it because it makes no fucking pretenses to being anything other than what it is. They make no justification for Leprechaun being in space. They're just no it, fucking. He's magic. He's just he can go to any fucking planet he wants. Excuse okay. me. The Leprechaun is in space so that he can marry the space princess so that he can murder her father and then murder her and be the space king. True. He also <laughs> has... logical. He has a Leprechaun cave, very similar to the Leprechaun in Leprechaun 2. Yeah. Uh, he also has the long hair like Leprechaun from Leprechaun 2, so possibly this is Leprechaun 2 Leprechaun in the future. It's plausible. Are we even sure it's the future? I, it, it might be present day. Just They just forgot that people don't travel through space yet. Well, you never know. Uh, I, I would say I like this one a lot because the kills are all pretty fucking good. And I really, really like the giant spider uh, scorpion dude thing. I'm in. That's fair. Yeah, I'm into it because it's a it's a pretty fucking good special effect. Like, it's actually I would totally watch an entire movie of uh, what's what's the guy's name? Is it Micton? Because he turns into Micton Spider. Bitten hand. Bitten hand. Yeah. So weird. I'm pretty sure if if you want to watch a whole movie about that, I'm pretty sure David Cronenberg made one back in like 1986 or so. And it's got Goldblum in it. 
You know what would make this movie better? Gold Blue. Of course. That goes without say. We can't be saying that every week. Although I'm I'm assuming Leprechaun in Space did not have Gold Blue money. I'm gonna say no, they didn't. I don't think Leprechaun in Space had Leprechaun in Space money. <laughs> also true. <laughs> so Doug, I'm assuming you're a big fan of this one. Of course. I yeah, I don't know what it is with this movie that it makes me love it so much. I mean, obviously Warwick Davis is on point yet again. The guy just can't deliver a bad performance no matter how hard he tries. And I don't know, I like the way this one went a little meta and dropped a bunch of references to other movies in it. Kind of referenced The Fly. It also references the other The Fly. Um, references, I think, to Nightmare on Elm Street and Return of the Jedi. Just because, why not? And, I don't know. The dialogue is unforgivable, but I'm not really here for the dialogue, so... <laughs> yeah, what... It, it... The one thing in this movie that I can probably completely do without is the weird Shakespearean-esque aside monologues that the leprechaun keeps having. Oh, I disagree. I love those. It's the humans when they talk. Those are the ones I don't like. <laughs> Every time the leprechaun talks, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. The movie's also very informative because leprechaun explains to us that as that Shakespeare is the one who came up with the phrase shit happens. <laughs> Forrest Gump tried to take credit for it, but he, but no, Leprechaun sets him straight. <laughs> Did anybody else notice that Leprechaun's the good guy in this movie? <laughs> he's hanging out in his space cave. He's got Space Princess there. Now, granted, he probably kidnapped her to get her to the cave, but she's not she a prisoner. Can... I was going to say she consents. Yeah, she consents. She's like, yeah, I'm down with your leper, your leper plan to uh, fucking have you become king. She doesn't really know about the her getting murdered part. But she's down with it, and they fucking show up. These mercenaries show up who are actual Marines and have apparently gone AWOL to, be, to do this mercenary job, from what I gather. And they start blowing up his shit for no reason other than to steal his resources. And they, it's seemingly accidental that they grab the woman, but it turns out as soon as they have her, the scientist is like, fuck, I'm going to do some experiments on her too. And Leprechaun has to save her. He's totally the good like, guy in this movie. I need to point out that uh, you just said the word Leprechaun. Yeah. And, and saying that made me laugh and it hurt me. <laughs> so it's good and it's bad. It's all good for Doug. Leper plan might be my favorite fucking term. Well, I mean, what else would you call it? it seems like common sense to me. <laughs> Doug's like, I said an awesome word. Noah laughed, which is good. And then Noah hurt himself, which was also good. Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked this movie because Leprechaun was very practical in the film. So, like, for example, when he bursts out of the guy's penis, he magically created a wire that would pull him out and remain visible throughout the shot while he swung out so that he didn't have to go through the effort of magically flying out. thought that was helpful. The leprechaun in this film, also, big fan of fucking guns. Yep, loves to use guns. 
You had a lot of gunfights with the Leprechaun, even though you would assume, since we've established in previous movies, like, bullets ain't gonna do shit to a Leprechaun. Apparently grenades don't do shit to a Leprechaun. That's what I was gonna say. They established it in this movie. Like, so why is he, like, ducking behind boxes and stuff? And he's like, I don't want to get shot. Well, he's a fan of westerns. He does a whole scene from a John Wayne movie where he's like wearing the badge and he's kind of draws the gun and repeats all the dialogue. He just likes being in shootouts. It's just a hobby for him. <sighs> so apparently, I get to be the bad guy and say I did not oh. enjoy this movie. <laughs> and yeah, I know. I thought it was pretty terrible. I hated the fact that he used a gun. Um, I think what would have been better and tell me tell me you would not think this would be better in a fucking leprechaun movie instead of using a gun he used gun fingers and just shot his magic at him of course that'd be better and he just went pew pew the entire time that would have been amazing of course it would have been great if they were shooting laser guns at him and he was shooting lasers back out of his finger yeah uh I didn't like that there was no sort of explanation of why he's in space. Like, I would have loved some weird convoluted excuse for them to be like, well, now we have a leprechaun in space. Yeah, just Jason X the shit out of it. Yeah, exactly. Nobody even calls him a leprechaun in this movie, do they? It's only, like, it's in the title of the film, and we're all saying it, but I don't know if any of the other characters pick up on the fact that he's a leprechaun. Yeah, I think they're right. Probably an alien, I guess. He was on a, another planet. Uh, oh, I feel like the lighting in, the, in this movie is way too bright. Um, and overall, I feel like the tone is just not what I want. Um, we'll get into it, but I feel like if they took like the lighting and the tone from Critters 4, okay. I would have enjoyed it maybe just a little bit better. But I don't know. That's just me. But what about the fact that the ship made no sense whatsoever? Oh, it didn't. Because they had like five people on it, but they still had like a giant lounge (laughs) (laughs) that clearly had a bar set up, but no bartender, which is weird. People uh, horribly dancing. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, uh, the uh, uh, what's his name? Juana Man has (laughs) to... uh, has to point out that people still can't dance in the 21st century. Did you pull out a Joanna Man reference rather than pointing out that he's from like actual other horror movies? Yeah, because I can't... Uh, I don't remember his name. And instead of saying uh, Return of the Living Dead guy or Friday 13th Part 5 guy, it's easier just to say Joanna Man. His name is Miguel A. Nunez Jr. And I know that because he's one of my Facebook friends, I'll have you know. Ooh. I'm pretty sure he might have added me on Facebook because he adds everybody so that he can sell them shit. Because <laughs> I didn't add him. And I didn't know it was a famous guy until years after he was on my, my Facebook list and he kept popping up and selling shit. <laughs> so. Funny. So he's not as good as uh, um, Warnarski, who just posts pictures of very well endowed women all day. No, he's he's about as active, but not nearly as fun to, to follow. I just I don't understand how Brian can't like this movie whenever it has a direct alien reference. 
with the leprechaun bursting out of the guy's dick instead of out of his stomach. Yep. Out of his stomach. Uh, no, see, there's just so much I would do better. Like if I, if someone was like, "Hey, do you want money to remake Leprechaun 4? And I'd be like, "You don't mean Leprechaun?" They're like, "No, specifically, we want to remake Leprechaun 4 in space." I'd be like, "Sold." As long as I can get Warwick Davis. And instead of just bursting out of his underwear, I would have had him uh, pop out, but then you just see the leprechaun's head like out of the zipper, and the guy's looking down at him like, what the fuck? There's a fucking leprechaun coming out of my dick. Well, that pretty much did happen. I don't know. Yeah. The leprechaun's head kind of got stuck in the underwear there for a minute while he's trying to fight his way out. Yeah, see, not as funny. If... If I was given infinite monies and could remake this movie, I would make it a shot-for-shot remake of Alien, just replacing the Xenomorph with the Leprechaun. (laughs) Same dialogue, everything else the same. Leprechaun jumps on a guy's face, holds onto his face for an hour and a half, then a baby Leprechaun rips out of his stomach. (laughs) Oh my god, baby Leprechaun. Yeah. That might be my favorite phrase I've heard in my entire life. I really want a baby leprechaun now. Yeah. The leper baby? Leper miss. It'd be so adorable. <laughs> oh, could you imagine learning how to talk with that crappy Irish accent? Yeah, so that's going to be part of our upcoming uh, Leprechauns movie. Yeah, well... That, that could be what it is, right? It starts out as like a paternity issue where the two leprechauns are fighting over who's the... <laughs> they have to go on Mori or some shit. Oh, uh, the leprechaun on Mori? That'd be great. Well, see, yeah, they see, there it is. They both go on Mori, and once they're both on the stage at the same time, that's how you know leprechauns are going to start fighting because we're <laughs> from Leprechaun 3 that they don't want to be in the same area. <laughs> uh, leprechauns <laughs> is going to be the best movie ever. <laughs> We may have to rethink that Maury scene. Now that I've said it out loud, I'm not sure I'm in favor of it. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we can change it to Jerry Springer if that helps. Everybody knows after Leprechaun in the Hood, clearly they would appear on uh, Montel. <laughs> Paternity Court, maybe? May, mayhaps. Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> Judge Mathis. <laughs> How many of these shows exist? Way too many. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This this one was not for me, but I, I can understand some of your problems with this movie. Like yeah. basically all the humans are just annoying. It's really just it's like Leprechaun, his bride, I like both of them. I, everything they do, I kind of enjoy watching. When she starts showing her boobs to people, and then like after she's done, all the guys are like stunned, and then somebody points out that yeah, that's how they give you the death sentence on her planet. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, I kind of like the weird scientist guy that's like half human, half robot, and like by half human, half robot, I mean top half human, bottom half robot. Or bottom three quarters robot. I thought that was great, but I mean the weird bisexual rapist scientist guy. I didn't feel <laughs> that he was necessary. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, you know? I, th- I think it really just comes down to like I don't know that they could make a Leprechaun movie with Warwick Davis that I wouldn't love just because he's so fucking good. And you just take him and you throw him in space, and it just it makes me smile. And I don't really have a good reason why. Another Leprechaun sequel that's never been made that should be made. Leprechaun goes to Bollywood. Sure, why not? <laughs> you could even have a whole Bollywood dance scene with Warwick Davis. Just <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in favor of that. I'm not sure what it has to do with our current conversation, but fine. I just like talking about all the amazing scenarios this could be in. We should buy the rights to Leprechaun and just start randomly shopping sequels. Well, we know that's not possible because thanks to us and our Leprechaun coverage this month, which was all accidental, um, it has been announced they're doing a new Leprechaun movie that is a sequel to the first one. Apparently, the shitty thing is no Warwick Davis, which is Travis. I just don't know how they can do it without him. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't think we ended up talking about it last week. But did you guys see that the week we did uh, Critters Two, it randomly turned out to be like Eddie Deason's birthday? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so you can all thank us for another Leprechaun movie, whether that's good or bad. Probably going to be bad. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to give it a shot because a direct sequel to the first film, you finally get a return of the same Leprechaun for two movies in a row, even though they're not really in a row because there's a bunch in between. Yeah. But uh, I, I like the idea. I wish it was Warwick Davis. If it was Warwick Davis, I'd be 100% sold on the film. I'd probably mm-hmm. already pre ordered but since it's not Warwick Davis it's more of a I guess I can just give it a shot and see what happens yeah it's going to be more of a curiosity to watch anything else I would be really happy if there was like a Jennifer Aniston cameo oh she'll never do it she's never in a million years it'd be amazing if she did though that would be I wish she would if they could somehow do it like unannounced like just like in the post credit sequence, she just comes in and like takes out the leprechaun. That'd be amazing. Yeah, she has like, uh, well, I guess somewhat spoiler warning, but was it the the curse of Chucky? Like the post credit sequence? Yeah, when Andy shows up again and like, yeah, just have her do one of those. Yeah, that's exactly what she I shows do. up. She's like, "Fuck you, Lucky Charms," and then like shoots him. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she'll never do that. No, not even. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like the guy who played Chubby from Teen Wolf is going to be in it as his character from the first one. Ooh, down with that! I, I politically inappropriate for the times. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure how well that's going to go over in you know 2019 <laughs> or whenever that comes out. <laughs> Similar to this movie, where there's just like there's a whole gag or there's a whole scene where it's just a guy in drag. I don't think you could make that right now. Well, tech- <laughs> 1997, tech- I guess that was fine. Technically, he turns out to be an android. So maybe you could consider an android sexless, so it's not offensive? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's offensive. You say with a very high voice, thus saying that that's probably not true. I'm 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 Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I sort of feel like you're you're gonna end up offending somebody just by trying to defend this movie. No, I'm not defending it. I would just like to point out that Brian is coming out against a movie where Warwick Davis in full leprechaun gear uses a lightsaber. So that makes you wrong. He uses a fucking lightsaber. And like it's like five minutes into the movie when he does too. They're just letting everybody know where they're coming from. <laughs> Here's a leprechaun, he's in, he's on this planet for some reason. Look at his lightsaber. Alright. He he also kills somebody by smacking them in the face with what is essentially a pizza pan. Yeah. It does the, the joke of his face flattening out into pizza pan shape. And somehow it's actually a pretty good effect like it's weird they had they had a budget for like two effects and they picked that one and the uh the fly reference at the end there and then then they have like the guy that's supposed to be half human half robot you can see the lines of the makeup where his real skin meets meets up with the fake skin (laughs) they also just like dressed up an empty warehouse as part of the ship and had people running around in the dark The, the ludicrousness of that ship is fascinating to me because they have a whole lab where they're doing some sort of experiments, but it's just bring small poisonous creatures from Earth into outer space and see what happens. <laughs> Should we put lids on the containers so they don't get out? No. Nah. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, I will say they broke form in this movie because, as everyone knows, basically every uh, space horror movie ever that takes place on a spaceship ends with the bad thing getting sucked out of the airlock. Yeah. Literally like every, I can't, I can't think of a single one that that's not the way it ends, but it does not have the scene where the, where it catches on the door on the way out. And it's like trying to find its way back inside. Instead it's just, they just open it and work. Davis is like, Oh no, I don't want to do that. Ah." Well, yeah, but what you're assuming is that Warwick Davis is the bad guy in this movie, and I believe I'm well established that he's actually the hero. So it's a very nihilistic ending where our hero is killed off. Although he does get to give them the finger. (laughs) For some reason, that makes me laugh every time I see this movie. It's just this giant leprechaun hand floating through space, and it flips it off, and the other guys are like, yeah, right back at you, and they flip it off. Because they're arguing with the severed hand of an exploded giant leprechaun. This is this is the death of humanity. Everyone flipping each other off. But anyway, recommend watch Leprechaun in space. It's a leprechaun, and he's in space. Yeah, it really just delivers exactly what it promises. And there are some problems with it. The human characters are basically all pointless and I wish none of them were there but Leprechaun has to kill somebody I guess that's true yeah plus has amazing lines of dialogue like your ass is grass if you even have an ass (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like oh I I wonder if anybody got paid to write that (laughs) 
So I'm looking at the uh, IMDb for Leprechaun Returns. Yes. Which is coming out next year. Uh, even on the poster, it has the sci-fi logo as in the channel. So that's quality. Oh, man. You don't have to go trying to make everybody else sad just because you're having a bad day. <laughs> I thought the title was Leprechaun Returns, not Leprechaun versus Fairy Folk, or Leprechaun versus Mega Shark, or Leprechaun versus Sharktopus, or Leprechaun versus Mecha Shark, or Leprechaun versus. <laughs> um, so the guy that's playing the Leprechaun, Lyndon Porco, Porso? I don't know. He apparently was also in Little Man with the Wayans Brothers. see that as a positive um he was oh he was just in the the new season of channel zero which i know who he played and he did a pretty good job he's credited as body in cult of chucky so i'm assuming as one of the uh discarded uh chucky dolls should we just get a doll now i remember it's cheaper (laughs) although he's not done much so i don't know Hey, maybe maybe he's going to surprise us all with his natural abilities as a leprechaun. Maybe. I mean, I watched the the promo, the little announcement promo. I mean, he's not horrible. He's just he's not Warwick Davis, which is the biggest problem. Yeah. Well, and if he does well, maybe we'll have a spot for him in leprechauns. Maybe. He could show up, and then Warwick Davis could be like, "This isn't a real leprechaun," and then like, I don't know. Cut his head off or something, or like ten, ten, uh, ten Warwick Davis leprechauns jump him into the leprechaun gang. <laughs> to the leprechaun gang, yeah, the leprechaun gang, because they've been to the hood, so they do that kind of stuff now. It's a, so that a callback to our uh, class of nineteen ninety nine episode where yeah. they jump guys yes, in right before a big fight. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it looks like Mark Holton is playing. Yeah, he's credited as Ozzy. So, well, I would assume they're not going to bring him back and have him be a different character. Uh, you never know. Is this set just, direct? Do we does it say whether it's set directly after the first one, like the next day, or is it years later? No, it does say it is a direct sequel that ignores all of the ones in between. Well, what, it's would, not... what would be better is if they doesn't ignore all the ones in between and the dad who got his hand bit by the leprechaun in the first movie who then goes to the hospital and is never seen again has become a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> so the plotline says the leprechaun returns once again when a group of girls unwillingly awaken him when they tear down a cabin so they can build a new sorority house. Wait, so we're to assume that they are building a sorority house at the location of the original Leprechaun film? Yes. That's right. Way out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's a great spot for a sorority house. <laughs> that makes complete sense. So that There's means o- wrong with that at, at all. That means Ozzy's going to be the old pervy guy that's like snooping on the sorority girls. Well, they'll all be trying to chase him off and then they'll find out he's really there to protect him because he's got yeah. a heart of gold. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I wonder how he's going to play it. It's going to be this is going to be interesting. That's going to be yeah, like characters like that in the '80s. It was just okay. Even by the time Leprechaun came out, it's like, oh, watch your step. And now, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Hmm. You certainly can't have them, like, swallowing gold coins and shit now. Oops, I swallowed a gold coin. You need to go get a, a, a operation to make your brain work right better. I don't think you're supposed to say things like that nowadays. <laughs> what was the name of his, uh, the kid who was his friend? Thanks, Maybe. guys. Nobody knows? No. I want to say Alex. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Wow. That guy actually, the, the kid actually looks normal now. Oh, that's good. I feel like he those weird teeth is. His, yeah, the weird teeth and sort of the, the big face. Um, all right, well, there's a character named Andy, but it didn't have a uh, picture, so I didn't know if it was the kid, so I just looked up the first leprechaun, and yeah, it's not the same. So I was just wondering. It's not just curious. child's play, though? No. Okay. I like, no, no. I'd like to imagine that the entire plot of Leprechaun Returns is going to be like a, uh, what's the name of that story? Flowers for Agamemnon? Is that what it oh. is? Flowers for Arjunon? I believe you mean Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man, yeah. <laughs> Basically the plot of Lawnmower Man, and uh, it's it's Dummy Dum Dum from Teen Wolf is now super smart because of the coin he swallowed. <laughs> but But he learns that being smart has its consequences too. Uh, but only gets smart through virtual reality. We got to we got to make sure that that stays intact from the Lawnmower Man uh, comparison. Man. What if they, what if they base it on the original Lawnmower Man short story? <laughs> just a fat naked guy that comes over and eats grass. Yeah, done. What's wrong with that? He's already he's already fat. I don't know if he's lost weight since like 1990 or whatever. Uh, he looks about the same. Now I kind of want to watch the Lawnmower Man. No. I just want to I want to see if it holds up Uh, uh, I guess how can something hold up if it was never good (laughs) say it never held up I don't know because I've seen things that went from bad to oh sweet Jesus what in the fuck Uh, well Screen Factory put out a nice blu-ray go for it if something started at oh sweet Jesus what the fuck where does it go from there (laughs) Uh, I'm assuming that would just be no. <laughs> you gotta watch uh, Lepre- like, Le- or Leprechaun uh, Lawnmower Man two instead. Ooh. Job's War. Lawnmower Man two, the lawnmowering. Jeff <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff he got replaced with Matt Frewer, and that was an upgrade. This is getting depressing. Ryan, you should tell us what Critters 4 is about so we can move uh, I was waiting for that to happen. Uh, <laughs> so we continue at the very... We even actually show... We back up a little bit into Critters 3, where we see Charlie deposit the eggs into the... Uh, or he's stalking through the basement of that apartment complex. And uh, the uh, Tim Curry light-looking guy... Uh, tells him to put the eggs in this pod that's coming. So he does, and of course, in true Charlie fashion, he gets himself stuck in the pod. It takes off and then floats in space for like 60-something years to be picked up by a salvage crew. Uh, And the only person, the only people really of note are Angela Bassett and Brad Dourif on this crew. 
Brad Dourif, who does not play a dangerous, crazy person in a sci-fi movie. I know. Which Weird. is so fucking odd. It took me a while to figure out who he was, because I'm like, just kept assuming it was one of the crazy people. Because <laughs> there are a couple. Uh, so, turns out, uh, Ugg, or whatever he's calling himself now, uh, is now some sort of big wig. And he finds out that they found the capsule, so he tells them to take it to this nearby station that his company controls, and then uh, they will be rewarded and such, but to not open it under any circumstances, which the captain's kind of a dick and completely ignores, opens it, and of course the critters escape, and then begin to wreak havoc on the space station that is bizarrely abandoned when they uh, show up. And it turns out that maybe Ugg is not necessarily the good person he used to be and has ulterior motives. So newly awakened Charlie and the crew of this ship are fighting against uh, critters. I almost said leprechauns. Uh, Fighting against critters, trying to figure out a way to get out the space station. Hilarity ensues. So, Doug, what did you think well, of Critters 4? Well, not that much hilarity ensues, really. No, no. This movie is way more serious than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And almost none of the humor works when they do try it. Yeah. Like, basically, the only joke in the movie is that they, uh, the space station is not programmed to listen to them, so they have to give it orders as negatives. So they have to say, do not open the door, and then the space station will open the door because it's trying not to obey their orders. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the joke of the movie it goes on throughout the entire movie like a bad thing of like Jeopardy where you're answering in a certain way <laughs> but that having been said the more serious tone of the movie I really enjoyed I thought it was very fun to watch the critters run around the space station mm-hmm. I was really surprised to find out that through much of the film it's just two critters they're just just a couple um Yes, yeah, the last two eggs from the last movie. Yeah, and like I kind of assumed there'd be some method of getting there to be hundreds of critters by the time they got to the space station, but mm-hmm. I really liked having just the two run around. It gave a chance to have the two critters to have a little bit of personality. Yeah. I didn't like how quickly they grew because I loved the little baby critters that made the first kill. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were awesome. Um, yeah, I... I Overall, I really, really like this movie. I think I had, I had a lot of fun with it. It's so much better than three. Um, yeah, kind of... it, it's it's weird to try to think that they made them like back to back simultaneously because the tone's so different and the writing's very different. And like I said, this this movie is far superior to three in just about every metric. Yeah, it's not as good as the first two, but but it's way better than three. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that for sure. I just like again, the critters are, are being critters. They're increasingly gremlin-like in their in their behavior. At one point, they do actually go right into a lap in this one and start like reproducing themselves, um, which is fun. Like, but it's it's great watching them stalk around the station. Most of the human characters didn't serve a purpose. It didn't really make sense that there was a kid on the ship. There was like lots of problems with it, but so what? Like again, you're not watching a dead serious movie. You're watching a direct-to-video horror sequel from 
1990, whatever. It really worked on that level. Yeah. What did you I, guys think? I am pretty much in agreement. Uh, when I re-logged this from watching it before, I have given it two stars, which I do not agree with. So I don't know what happened okay. the last time I watched it, but yeah, I greatly enjoyed it. Um, I feel like the critters, like the look of the critters, I feel like it's like the best they've looked on screen. Like they're really articulate and really detailed and stuff. Um, we didn't get many, I would say, action shots in this movie of them. There is some of just holding the doll to your chest and lurching around like you're being eaten, but... Um, I feel like it's done better in this movie, though, than it was last time. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I'm sure... I, mean, I know and know I had to have loved this movie. Well, yeah. Yeah, I love, I love the whole... <laughs> I love the third one, which I don't like all that much, so I don't... I don't... <laughs> It's like a family member. I have yeah. to love it. I don't have to like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you but, don't get part four unless you go through part three. So come on. Well, yeah, and like I said, part part four course corrects a bunch of stuff that three gets completely wrong. Like I said, it's it's unfathomable to me that they were made in conjunction with each other because the music in this one's better. The the comedy versus horror balance gets shifted back toward, you know, a, a little heavier horror side mm. with the fact that, you know, the kills are a little more gruesome. Yeah, and, that, that and the critters are not the only people. Or the only thing is killing people. Which yeah. Is interesting. And, uh, and Charlie goes from, in three, where all of a sudden they decide that Charlie's a weird, crazy idiot person again, mm-hmm. to now he's back to, you know, he's Charlie. He's a little bit bumbling and clumsy and stuff but he's also an experienced bounty hunter and critter hunter so yeah. he got you know what i mean so he's like ready to go when he comes out and he knows that there are critters on the loose i do love that moment when he comes out he's like oh finally i'm free thank it we're in space aren't we <laughs> just all <laughs> oh damn it <laughs> Are you guys slightly uh, put off and disappointed with the fact that they don't ever explain what the fuck happened to Ugg? It is kind of disappointing. We don't find out why he sold out like he did. But I guess that's not really the important part of the movie. No. I know the first time I watched it, and and even on subsequent rewatches, it's almost as if you're you almost want to think that it's not Ugg mm-hmm. because, you know, Charlie keeps calling him Ugg and he doesn't even respond to it or look at him or anything. And then the only time that it gives you a hint that it actually is Ugg is whenever he says things change, Charlie, that's it. Like, yeah, I was waiting for, a, it was like, it was like a plot twist, but it was like a really weird plot twist. Cause you're like, remember this guy who was important in the first movie. We haven't seen much of him since it's, now he's now like a bad guy and it's like it's a weird way to do it um but i guess you just assume that over the course of 60 years enough has changed that it's uh i don't know yeah and i don't remember do they ever explain why he wants the critters 
Yeah. So I was watching it, and I've, I've but I've seen it before, so I may have kind of been spaced around when that happened. It's it's in the video where the scientist they're watching the video of the scientist in the growth lab thing, where they're basically talking about with the technology they can create armies of uh, invasive, dangerous species to like use as weapons on planets. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah. basically, they insinuate the fact that right now they're using these terrible little bug things, but what they really want is the krites, because the krites can royally fuck up a place. Gotcha. I think, that's, I think Amanda came home from the store, and I just went out to help her carry stuff in, so I probably missed that. Well, it's it's oddly subtle. Like, the film is, like, at that moment, is being an intelligent movie that you're supposed to be paying attention to and thinking about what they say. Like, they don't spell it right out which is strange for a movie of this nature. But I I actually kind of like that. To me, that made it feel like a a better movie. Yeah. I agree. Any uh, favorite critter kills? Oh, it's got to be the baby critter in the guy's mouth, right? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's just... That's not even just good for this movie. I think that's... That's a fucking great horror movie moment. I agree with that. But I'll give you my Dark Horse uh, vote for best critter kill is when the critter is actually shot by Charlie and yet you watch him like keel over and die. Oh, oh yeah, he's a death scene. <laughs> that, that critter has like a long drawn out death scene when with like the last gasps of breath and everything. And meanwhile, Charlie accidentally destroys the ship in the process. <laughs> But, you know, I love that. Because those critters were trying to escape at this point. They were trying to get back to Earth. They were no longer wanting to take out these people on the space station. So, Isn't it funny that the whole reason why I assume that they're going back to Earth is not that they want to conquer Earth or eat the people. It's that they remember the hungry heifer jingle in their genetic <laughs> memory. And now they have no choice but to return to the hungry heifer. <laughs> That makes as much sense as anything else. It's there is no explanation given as to exactly why they want to get back to Earth, but they like aim the ship at it and they're getting ready to leave. They have the best line of dialogue in the movie is definitely when one critter looks at the other critter and says, I'll pack I'll get the ship ready, you grab the kids. <laughs> they send the kid off. They send the other critter off to get the other eggs. Which means somewhere there's a an off-camera moment where these two critters like bang one out and then eggs are laid as a result, right? Yeah, there is a uh, there's a callback to the bald critter from Critters Two. Yeah, no, yeah. because again, we have to differ, especially when there's only two of them. You got to do something to to separate them so you can tell which one is which. I like that they shot the head off, the hair off his head when he was little, and then as he grew, he continued to have the bald spot. Never came back. <laughs> of course not. Uh, we did get to see a newly born critter. Yep. Like super, straight out of the super egg. Adorable. Uh, I like the, I like how they were. It was all like pink or whatever, and it was just kind of gross and slimy. <laughs> but still had a mouthful of jagged teeth, of course. Well, yeah, it's still a critter. It's got to learn how to cause some shit right off the bat. 
<laughs> That's the thing is with those eggs hatching and then immediately killing the guy and immediately starting to, re- to wreak havoc, you're like, oh, they're just born with this instinct. Mm-hmm. There is no nature versus nurture debate when it comes to critters. They are born ready to go, ready to cause trouble. You almost have to assume they have to have some kind of like genetic memory thing going on. Because it seems like they're born knowing how to use computers and to fly ships and yeah, it's like a colony mindset of some sort that causes them to all have the same knowledge. Yeah, it's like a hive mind. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know we're putting more thought into critters right now than anybody who's ever made a critters movie has. <laughs> uh. Well, apparently there has been talk of doing a Critters TV show. Yes. I don't know how that'll work, but... I assume that... I'm interested interested to at least try. The plot synopsis makes it sound like the entire show revolves around the Critters and not uh, a series of people against the Critters, which that's weird. I assume it'll be like an 80s TV show where the critters just travel town to town getting into mischief at each location. (laughs) They have sad walking away music at the end of each episode. Exactly. I just want to make an R-rated version of Fraggle Rock and replace the Fraggles with critters. Like, that's... (laughs) Gives a whole new meaning to those scenes where they come out of that hole just to fuck with the dog. Exactly. I mean, they wouldn't be able to do it every episode anymore because... After the first time, that dog's just fucked. I mean, you see the little doozers building their little things, and then a critter just bites one of their heads off for no reason. So weirdly enough, this is the only critter movie where they don't use their poison darts. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't ever think about that. Yeah. They're also much more, like, stocky in this movie. Like, they're they chase the people down a little more than they seem to in the other movies. They're, they're movies they were just kind of marching towards whatever random goal they had, which often was that random goal was destroy a farmhouse, but <laughs> here, here they seemed like they were like hiding in hiding behind cabinets and closing doors behind them so the humans wouldn't know where to chase them and stuff. I do love the line of where he's, uh, Brad Dourif's character is talking to the uh, the drug addict over the radio, and he goes, hey, you know those little monster things that probably don't exist? They're heading right for you. (laughs) (laughs) See, they could have had the poison darts. They could have shot the drug addict guy. He could have got high off of uh, their toxin. He probably would have just enjoyed it. Gets addicted to critter spine, starts rubbing them on him. Yeah. He deserves to be shot just for that ponytail, so. (laughs) Come on, Steven Seagal's his favorite actor, man. Clearly. Ugh. Don't don't ever bring Seagal into critters again. <laughs> oh, critters! Uh, so I guess I would say overall, I recommend from all all three of us. Yeah, I, I, like I genuinely liked this movie, not in like a "oh, critters are back" kind of way, but like if I just saw this movie blind, I think I'd really enjoy it. Um, so how do you feel in comparison between these two movies? Which one do you feel is better? That's a really tough question. I would <laughs> I would have to say Critters is the better movie. Now, 
But if the critters had used a lightsaber, I think it'd be a no-brainer. <laughs> the lightsaber makes everything better. I don't know. Yeah, everybody knows where I fall, so... Yeah, I mean, I think, objectively, Critters is the better movie. Like, Critters 4 is the better movie than Leprechaun 4. But I can't. I just love Leprechaun so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the greatest. Uh, Switch franchise, since we're at the end of uh, the, the four movies franchise do you think uh, held up better the first four installments I would say Critters even though so Critters has three movies that are pretty well one that's pretty fucking good and two that are just straight up awesome and one that is uh, a steamy poo pile and Leprechaun I feel like even though I enjoy them all, are all middling to to what the fuck. <laughs> um, I don't know how to answer that question. I'm gonna. I have to say, I think Leprechaun holds up better as a series, predominantly because just Critters three. And there, there is no low point for me. The way Critters Three is such a low point compared to all the other ones. Leprechaun doesn't have that. Interesting. I would definitely go with Critters. I know you would. I was. <laughs> if people remember, I was not a fan of Leprechaun Two, and was not really a fan of Leprechaun Four. So, being not a fan of Lepre- or Critters Three, that still leaves me three awesome movies. <laughs> I still find it strange that you didn't like Leprechaun 2. Yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Um, I mean, if they would have had the uh, the battle with the shopkeeper from part 3 on Leprechaun 2. Yeah, again, that, that may have pushed it over the edge. Yeah. That's going to be my other yeah. reason why the Leprechaun franchise holds up better is because it had that battle in it. It's just that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in cinema history. It's just that leprechaun and that shopkeeper going back and forth. Similar character reactions. I kind of want them to make another leprechaun movie. Uh that's the entire movie is the versus the shopkeep scenario, but have it be uh Mo Hinder from the Deadpool movies. <laughs> okay. During the remake you just have him pop it. Yeah. Be awesome. Nice. I don't object to that at all. Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at Pod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to themidnightdrivein at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Hopefully you guys watched stuff because I didn't want really watch anything. Uh, I did get a few in. Okay, I don't have a lot. <laughs> it's gonna be a short episode, folks. No feedback? Does anybody checked? No feedback. God damn it! Did you check the spam folder? Uh, I did not. Let me do that right now. Spam. 
Nothing in spam. No. Nope. Okay. Although right. I guess we could talk about the fact that the full length Deadpool trailer dropped. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I just watched it like right before. If you guys had been on time, I probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, so what did you guys think? New Deadpool trailer dropped today. They officially dropped the name X Force in it in a pretty hilarious way. It looks awesome. Yeah. It, I'm, it, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like it's odd that the trailer is acting like Cable is going to be the uh, the bad guy in the movie, I guess. Hmm. Which is a little odd, especially considering in the comics all of the uh, Cable and Deadpool buddy, buddy uh, pseudo-gay stalker stuff that they have going on between them. Mm-hmm. Well, I just assume that, yeah, they'll get together, they'll punch each other a while, and then those instinctively, they'll have like a Martha moment and suddenly be friends. So, well, I was going to say, don't ever say that they're going to have a Martha moment, but you know what? I think in this movie, <laughs> it could work. But, you know, yeah, I mean, the thing is, in a comedy film, you can have a ridiculous moment like that where they just go, why don't we just be friends forever? <laughs> you just literally like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that would work in, in, in a Deadpool movie. It does I, not work in a Batman versus Superman movie, which I wish had never been made because of how terrible it was. I do have a question because I don't know if I was hallucinating because of the pain drugs or... If if I just haven't been following this movie close enough, did I see Terry fucking Cruz in the trailer? You sure did. Who the fuck is Terry Cruz playing? I have no idea. But w- when they first when they released some like the last trailer, people were like, "Wait, is that fucking Terry Cruz standing on that ship?" And sure enough, it was. Like nobody really knew he was in the movie until that last trailer came out. Because it looks like he's playing a superhero, and if he is, yeah. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pull up the IMDb to see if they reveal what his name is. Uh, better not to know. That's probably also true. Yeah, like I think Deadpool is a movie that you're best going into as blind as possible. Mm-hmm. They don't really give away much in these trailers, so it's fine. But no, <laughs> the trailers so far have just been a lot of like fourth wall breaking type stuff. Yeah, where the trailer ends with them talking about how they're not going to make a part three because why would they make a part three? And it's like, yeah, all right, they're going to make a part three. Oh, of course they will. I already, I can already tell that this movie's going to make enough money to justify part three. Yeah, what does he say in the trailer? He's like, "I need a team of like lovable antiheroes that are powerful enough to fight and young enough to carry their own franchise for five to seven movies or something like that." Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, Terry Crews is not credited as anybody, so it'll be a surprise when we go see the movie for surprises. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I hope he's fucking strong guy because that would be hilarious. That would be pretty awesome. 
I'd be down with that. Uh, they also released the full trailer for uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, which, yeah. Which continues to look really fucking good. I'm so fucking confused how this is actually turning out to be something <laughs> that looks like I'm like, god damn, I'm going to have to watch this. Uh, get yourself weird. some YouTube Red. I don't know even really know what YouTube Red is. I don't think I have access to it. YouTube Red is like premium YouTube where you don't have commercials and you can download videos to watch them offline. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure that that exists. In, uh... Up in the gray white north? Yeah, like I just, I don't think that's here. So I don't know if they'll, how they'll make it available to us. Hopefully they will. Uh, you'll have to steal it. Probably. Well, I don't think I would do that kind of thing. But uh, I will most likely have already stolen it, so I will just like send a copy to you. Okay. <laughs> as long as we're announcing all of our future uh, criminal efforts on this show. I was uh, listening to another podcast the other day, and host's wives walked in and asked like where's the usb stick i want to watch such and such movie and the guy's like well how could that movie be on a usb stick if it's not even out yet and it's still in theaters <laughs> it's like it's pretty funny well it's a funny like like i sort of somewhat know some people who work in hollywood i'm not saying they're like superstars or anything but they make their living like screenwriting and shit yeah and my friend Randy, when we were doing DZ, posted that he was watching The Hangover a week after it came out in theaters while sorting comics. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? Some guy I work with like downloaded it and gave it to me. I'm like, yeah, but you don't announce it on Facebook when you know people who make their living in Hollywood. Oh, I you went you went a different way there. I was like, you're sorting comics in the theater? Fuck. Well, that's that's what he ended up saying. He's like, uh, I was sorting comics in the theater. It's so dark in there, though. <laughs> uh, and then our screenwriting friend, of course, would be like, please don't steal movies. And then he felt ashamed. And I was like, good for you, Randy. Feeling ashamed. I will reiterate, if Hollywood wants us to watch all their movies and wants to pay for all their movies, find a way to do it in a, in a good way. Get it to us at a reasonable price. Don't fucking make shit available in the states, and then tell me I'm not allowed to watch it. Because <laughs> I will watch that shit anyway. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not threatening to. I'm not even saying I will find a gray market way to to watch that. I'm simply saying that it's stupid if you're trying to make money to put it somewhere where I can't possibly see it. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I agree. the The old method of like making money from entertainment that lasted for what I can tell is like hundreds of years was try to get as many people as possible to watch it and they seem to have abandoned that with the we're now going to try to stop certain people from watching it for some reason mm, yeah yeah I've always said if it's readily available you should definitely pay to watch it but if they're not going to make it readily available then it's game on yeah we'll see, yeah. We'll see what happens uh, so anybody watch anything since last week? Doug, why don't you go? 
not much. I continued making my way through Fargo. It's still awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what season are you on? I'm still on season two. Okay. It's a lot more action oriented than season one, which mm. is neither a good thing nor a bad thing. I, I certainly didn't miss the action in season one, but it's done really well in season two. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy with it. I just, I love the fact that they've managed to capture the Coen brothers feel and put it into a series because mm-hmm. I love, I love that atmosphere. I love the way everything works. Yeah. I feel like they do a good job. It's almost like capturing the Coen brothers feel from different films Yeah, and doing them in different seasons. And I find too, that they're able to mix certain things. Cause like one of my favorite running jokes in cinema history is from, uh, Big Lebowski, when the dude just keeps repeating what other people said to him in previous scenes, and trying to like make himself sound smart by just sort of saying it over again. And Fargo does that, but it does it in like a much more serious way, where it's not a joke. It's just these people aren't really intelligent enough to come up with something to say, so they just sort of repeat what they've heard. And it, it's done to great effect. It, ha- it really helps you to understand who these characters are and how little they understand of the world when they just kind of like like I said, like they just repeat what they've heard because they don't know how to think things through themselves. Mm-hmm. I, and I like that. Um, you know, it, it, it just, I, uh, I mean, I'm such a big Coen Brothers fan that when the fact that the show, I think that maybe is why I didn't watch it was cause just I assumed they able to capture that the fact that we're you know i'm almost two full seasons in and they're still riding that wave is fantastic mm-hmm. yeah and i think we talked about jesse plemons last yeah. episode like i thought his character was just great it is it's fantastic because he's not like it doesn't seem like anybody who he's not a person who's out to hurt somebody no but it's like his wife did something really stupid so now he's like well guess I was got to put my uh, work pants on and try to take care of all this stuff. And then yeah, he's just like a really earnest guy throughout the entire run is, of the th- season. Because there's like a, there's a scene, I mean, a minor spoiler, I guess, if anybody cares. There's a scene where like he's attacked in his butcher shop by like multiple hitmen. And he, you can tell he, the way it's played is he doesn't really want to hurt anybody, but he ends up killing one of the guys and he still stops and saves the second guy because a, a fire breaks out as part of this whole thing and it's like it's, but as soon as they're outside all he can think of is he just wants to get back to his wife because it's he's got that kind of small town brain where he just immediately wants to protect his family and you know other people are encouraging him to run but all he can think of is I just want to buy the butcher shop where I work and I want to just live this like very small life and I think it's even mentioned that like they live in the, the house he grew up in and he has no intentions ever of moving again or anything like that mm-hmm. and it's it's a really interesting character to have thrown into the mix of all this other shit that's going on in this there's like a gang war going on and all this other stuff so yeah yeah he's probably my favorite character on the show so far I'm really starting to like the Ted Danson character a lot more too a guy that I, I kind of said he, he couldn't keep up acting wise I think was my comments last week and it's like he's definitely the character is really cool I like him yeah. a lot so. yeah. 
as an old, an old sheriff who is mm-hmm. he's definitely interested in protecting his family and, and the town that he feels he's, he's responsible for but the level of sacrifice he seems to be willing to make even though he hasn't actually had to do it yet is pretty cool it's like a yeah. true hero kind of thing like a, like a western town sheriff from an old cowboy movie just thrown into modern times which is mm-hmm. a neat idea yeah, for sure. Man, I'm gonna have to binge watch season three before the next episode, or you're gonna be completely past me. Well, yeah, I can't see myself stopping now, but we'll see, I'll, I'll have season two done at least by next. Maybe we'll, maybe we can watch season three at the same time. Oh, that'd be great. Well, just so we have something to talk about. <laughs> uh, did you watch anything else? Uh, no. Also, continued watching Jessica Jones. I have one episode left to go in that. Um, Still haven't started it yet. It's. I'll tell you this. Like I was an interesting direction it went. Yeah, I. The second half for me is a lot better than the first half. Um, kind of business really picks up and they start moving along plot wise. There's a lot of different things happening. I like that they go with a non traditional narrative. It's not you know. There's a a single villain in the background and she eventually has to fight that villain and that's all that happens. It's way more complicated than that. Uh, I liked, I really liked some of the side storylines involving like the lawyer that she works for has her own little like plot line and I kind of enjoyed that. Hmm. So, uh, I'll, I mean, hopefully it holds up. But Noah, have you watched all of it yet? Or? Yeah, yeah, I've finished it. Okay, so... Does it have a satisfactory ending? Or am I going to be mad when I watch the last episode? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not... I, I would not say it's a disappointing ending, but it's not... Like, it doesn't end the way you probably think it's going to. Okay. But, it, yeah, it's it's Does something. Jessica Jones kill Captain America? No. Oh. There's a little kid in the show that has a Captain America toy that he carries with him everywhere, and he's got a little speech he gives about how the uh, he lost the shield, so he had to make a new one for his Captain America toy, and it's really kind of cute. I like it. It's just a, a nice little nod to the fact that they're still <laughs> in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though yeah. they're doing their own thing. Yeah, I still think one of my favorite Captain America jokes was from Spider-Man Homecoming. The which one? <laughs> I can think of two that were hilarious. Well, it's not even directly. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Where the gym teacher is showing them like yeah. some PSAs, and and he's like, "Yeah, you should watch this. He's a national hero or domestic terrorist or I don't I don't know." <laughs> I'm supposed to show it to you. Yeah. I love that one. Uh, uh, anything else? No. Uh, the only last thing I would say about Jessica Jones, we have gotten into a couple of debates lately about the concepts of like strong female characters, mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but think when I was watching that show that it's like forget strong female characters. They actually have the balls to do something that nobody else does. And they actually have complex female characters on their show. There's like yeah. multiple women who are strong at certain points and weak at other points and they have backstories that affect the way they behave mm-hmm. and 
you know, like like I mentioned, the Hogarth character has her own little storyline, and it's like, oh, here's this like powerful woman who's this is going to blow people's minds if they haven't seen the show, but she's like older than thirty and still like just acts her age on the show and doesn't you know doesn't try to let it's not a a 25 year old that they just decided to put in a lawyer's outfit or you know take some hot model and put glasses on her and now she's supposed to be smart it's a woman who you know looks to be in her late 40s or whatever and acts that way and it's kind of neat i just got i got to thinking about it i'm like oh you don't see that very often don't see especially not in genre type filmmaking Mm. she's also she's a i think she's an interesting character character because of how just amoral she actually is you know what i mean she's not a good person she's not a bad person she's just so completely out for herself and she will fucking destroy you if you interfere with that yeah and it's interesting because they make her sympathetic in this season with the, uh, like, she's got a disease that's going to kill her eventually. And I like that they go that route. It's, it's an interesting way to handle that, a character like that that is amoral and that we wouldn't normally be able to get behind. But by, by kind of adding that sympathy angle, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and we see what happens when people do fuck with her. We learn that she is can be horrible, but she's not really out to hurt anybody unless they pick the fight kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Carrie Ann Moss too, so I was really happy when they cast her in the show. Yeah, and she handles the role really well. She has some pretty emotional scenes, and she does it Nice. Well, now I got two shows I need to binge watch this week. My only complaint about Jessica Jones is uh, if you're going to make characters run a lot, then just in the opening scenes, write in some dialogue where they put on running shoes because no actress should be asked to run in boots with little heels on them. And it's going to look like she's not... Like (laughs) They look stupid when they run. And it's like multiple characters it's none of the actresses fault it's whoever decided to make them run in boots they can't it's not their fault that sucks Uh, do you got anything Noah? Uh, yeah I watched a few things Uh, I finally caught uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99 yeah Uh, mostly after Brian's uh, he beats up a car speech (laughs) <laughs> and and the fact that it was free with Prime, so I was like, "Oh, it's free. That means I'm going to watch it." And I'll tell you what, I'm a little mad that I didn't watch it sooner. Mm-hmm. And I wish it had been. People were not selling this movie to me like for what it is. I know everybody kept telling me to go into it blind because it's just better not to like exactly know what's going on. Yeah, but. It was sold to me as kind of like a prison fight movie. And that's not what the fuck this movie is. It's no. like a grindhouse. Uh, I I kind of... My, my interpretation of it toward the end is it's whitewashed, toned down, Ricky O, the story of Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But, man... 
that violence is so good. Like, it's so over the fucking top. Yeah. It, and especially, like, the last, uh, last what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like, fucking do it, Vince, go. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I did a total, I do not like Vince Vaughn, and this movie got me back on the Vince Vaughn train. I appreciate <laughs> it. I was like, all right, Vince. You're going to be like uh, Charles Bronson in your old age. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Do that. You don't need to be in the Wedding Crashers anymore. <laughs> uh, you got to be down with that. <clears throat> and I, I liked that. So the, the the fight gore, while the gory bits are over the top and uh, unrealistic, but convincing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the actual fighting is so fucking like real. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. it's not like Vince Vaughn's doing fucking kung fu or something. He just he moves very deliberately and you're convinced by the impacts. You know what I mean? Yeah, he very much comes off as is what his character is supposed to be, which is he was a boxer at some point, but he was never he was never like a prize fighter. He was just the kind of boxer you find at some dingy club where they're having probably illegal boxing matches. And he just yeah. fucking knows how to punch really hard. Yeah, but the uh I will say there is a face across concrete scene. Mhm. That that's one of the best fucking things I've ever seen in a movie. Like, just the noise it makes. That scratching sound, you're like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> yeah. but, but so, yeah, everybody who told me it was awesome were 100% correct. It's amazing. And, and I'm sorry I took so long. To watch it. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you seen Bone Tomahawk? I have not. Okay, it's the same director. And it's Kurt Russell in a western so watch that is it similar oh yeah it's that i'm it's, totally gonna fucking watch that it's very uh, i don't know if genre is the right word but it's it's very much like it plays up the western thing really well like it plays as a western and then it gets to about the midway point and then some shit goes down and you're like holy fuck and then you're on a ride for the rest of the movie. So it's more like an Italian exploitation western than a yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, he's, of course, I think we talked about it before. He's got that, his next movie coming up, Dragged Across, Dragged Across Concrete with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. And Man, I, fucking, I hate Mel Gibson so much, but I'm going to see it. I know, right? <laughs> that's, where, that's where I was at, too. I was like, oh, I don't like racist about Gibson, but I like this director, so I, t- I guess I'll watch anything he does. Maybe he won't be racist during the movie. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, fucking watching, watching that whole movie, I was like, okay, this dude knows fucking genre film. Mm-hmm. Because just every every character in it, because, you know, whenever, so the beginning of the movie is kind of slow. And they're just kind of feeding you the idea that Vince Vaughn's character is just a guy who wants to, you know, do the right thing. 
by his family, and he has anger issues. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, which are controlled, though. Yeah, I don't know why you would say that, that he dismantles a car with his bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets to the first person, and you're kind of like, I don't really see where this is going. But man, once he gets transferred to the second person, and you're introduced Ugh. to the, uh, the, the cigar-smoking asshole warden character, you're like... <laughs> Wait a minute, I know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I really enjoyed it. I know Doug, you said you loved it when you watched yeah. it. So Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was again, it's just those violence moments. You can put the plot aside and just go, yeah. Every time he hits somebody, you like feel it. Oh yeah. Your ribs hurt. Yeah, it's really it's really convincing and like I said, I don't something something about the violence that it specifically Vince Vaughn's character cuz he's so ruthless but deliberate mm-hmm. in all of his his actions whenever he's fighting, you know what I mean? Oh, cuz yeah. through most of the movie he's not fighting to like kill people. He's just fighting to hurt them real real bad. <laughs> well, you get the feeling too, like he doesn't take any joy in it. No, it's yeah, just, it's just a thing he's got to do. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there's something f- more frightening about that because you're like, you don't have to piss that guy off. He just needs to know that him hitting you is better for him than him not hitting you, and he's happy to do it. Yeah, yeah. I and I did like at the end. You're kind of in that situation where you're like, I don't see how this could possibly resolve without everybody being fucked. And they managed to do the thing where the people who don't deserve to get fucked don't get fucked, and everybody else gets fucked. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Well, not that many people have come out good at the end of that movie. No. No. Well, there aren't a lot of people in the movie that don't deserve to get fucked. <laughs> so true. Uh, were you happy to see Udo Kier? Udo. <laughs> He's so slimy in this movie. He really fucking is. But yeah, so high, highest of recommends. I can't fucking recommend that movie hard enough. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, then uh, I was sitting there, so most of my movies I watched, I actually watched today while I was sitting at home, doped up on muscle relaxers, so uh, <laughs> I was flipping through Shudder, and for some reason I decided that I wanted to watch The Gate again. <laughs> yeah? Mostly because I just haven't seen it in a really long, I don't think I've watched it since the fucking, what, when did it come out? The 80s? And, man, it holds up pretty good. It's it's cheesy, but the stop motion stuff in it is fucking solid. Yeah, that stuff still holds up really well. I mean, it's cheesy, and the, like the resolution at the end, you're kind of like, oh come on. <laughs> but it is like it's a kids horror movie. Mm-hmm. But it's also super fucking intense for a kids movie. Yeah, they don't make good kids horror movies anymore. No, everything's too segregated now. Yeah. Well, that was actually another thing I watched this week. I saw like the Goosebumps movie. Oh yeah. And it's 
it was fine, but it's such a kids' movie. It's not there's nothing horror about it, other than it has some interesting horror characters in it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, but it's definitely not a horror movie. Yeah, I did think it was actually pretty clever how they managed to bring all of the different Goosebumps characters <laughs> into one movie. <laughs> and having Jack Black play R.L. Stein. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> uh, it totally worked. Yep. Uh, then after I got done watching The Gate, uh, in the recommendeds that popped up was From Beyond, and I was like, oh, I fucking love Fulci. Let's watch some Fulci. So I watched From Beyond. It's still fucking awesome. Which I would say from from Beyond's one of Fulci's better movies. It's it's up there. It's the the plot isn't very solid, but man, the visuals are so fucking cool. That's becoming the theme of this week's show. <laughs> ah, plot schmutt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if that if that movie was nothing but the special effects in that movie, I would still watch that movie over and over and over again. Because, like, the scene where the guy gets, like, uh, attacked by the spiders is just one of the most horrifying things ever put on film. Well, I had not seen it, and now it sounds like I never will. Oh, you've never seen From Beyond? Oh, we're doing From Beyond for a fucking episode. Uh, Not after the spiders killing people. There's only one scene with spiders. (laughs) This brings us back to another question. of How the fuck did you not recommend a movie where they put a spider in a blender? (laughs) <laughs> I thought you'd have been all about that. Yeah, but then it's injected into a guy, and he turns into a spider. That's yeah, that's not good. Spider. That is the one part of uh, of Leprechaun Four that really kind of falls apart, though. When Leprechaun uses the blender with no lid on it, and it doesn't cause a mess. Yeah, that's un- uh, that's unbelievable. I, I know you're really powerful magically and stuff, but come on, come on, that's ridiculous. Don't start lying about physics. Yeah, so I watched that. From Beyond's awesome. Everybody should see From Beyond. I can't believe Brian hasn't seen it. We're going to have to add it to the list. It's been on my list to see for a long time, and I've almost watched it a couple times, but now that I know that spiders kill a guy... Man, it's... Fuck that movie. It's one of the best, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of what it would be considered, because it's, it's almost like a zombie movie, but that's not quite right. It's like a Revenant movie or something. But the ki- the kills in it are so fucking good, mm. and the weird atmosphere and stuff of it—it's almost like Suspiria with gore. Oh, see, I don't like Suspiria either. If that makes sense, well, I don't like Suspiria either. But I don't like Suspiria because it's fucking boring, and I don't. Everybody right can on. talk about how beautiful that movie is all they fucking want. I don't give a shit. It's a horror movie, <laughs> and it's fucking boring. Man, so that's all. That's all three of us that don't like Suspiria. Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, when it comes in, you don't have to direct it at any one of us. It's, <laughs> finally, agree on something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what, Suspiria podcast. Well, it's funny because when you're talking to like horror movie fans, there's always some asshole that'll get all twisted out of shape whenever you say I don't like Suspiria. Mm. It, which is weird, because and I fucking love Argento. Argento makes awesome fucking movies. I just don't like that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought Inferno was way better than Suspiria. Yeah. Mother of Tears was garbage, but... 
Yeah, so man, we'll have to add. Maybe we could do From Beyond, and then I've been wanting to do uh, Boneyard, so maybe we could combine those two together. That'd be pretty good. Uh, and then after that, the recommendeds popped up with uh, Blood Feast. And I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I watched some uh, some uh, some Herschel. So I watched Blood Feast. It's still awesome. I still don't understand why it's awesome, <laughs> but it is. Some about his style, his style of filmmaking, and his choice of like camera movements and colors and stuff are so fucking weird because it looks like a gory horror movie shot on the set of I Dream of Genie. <laughs> I can see that. That's awesome. I, I mean, that's the only way I can describe it, because he shoots he shoots movies like a fucking 60s sitcom. Mm-hmm. And then just puts weird gore into it, which... It, it, and somehow it ends up fucking working. I don't know why it works, but it does work. It's cheesy, it's funny, it's not scary... And I don't even, it might gross uh, somebody with a weak constitution out, but I think most people that are horror movie fans are going to look at the special effects and be like, that looks so fucking cheap. <laughs> but, Did you die? Do what? Did you die? No. Oh. It's moving stuff. <laughs> sounded mildly disappointed that he didn't die. <laughs> But uh, fun fact about Blood Feast, Noah. Mm-hmm. Uh, world premiere at a drive-in in Peoria, Illinois. Sick. Uh, and for the 50th I know you guys said you tried to get the the twentieth anniversary or whatever fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, for the fiftieth anniversary, we we're going to try to show it at one of the Drunken Zombie Film Festivals and try to get see if we could get Herschel Gordon Lewis to come up for it. And I talked to him, and he said that. Uh, because it was Peoria and he had fond memories of premiering it in Peoria, he would cut his appearance fee in half. So it would only be $4,000 instead of $8,000. To which I said, well, let me get back to you, Herschel. And then I never talked to him again. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, because he's so relevant nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that was it. After that, the muscle relaxers really kicked in, and I took like a five-hour. Probably warranted. Is your back feeling better at least? Uh, it feels a lot better than it did this morning. <laughs> I mean, if I hadn't got the medication, I don't think I'd be on the show today because I couldn't sit in this chair without going every five seconds. Uh, listeners wouldn't have noticed any change. <laughs> True usually just be making weird noises and um i only watched one thing and it was sort of by accident uh so we've been trying to like clear a bunch of stuff off our dvr so i've just been watching a bunch of tv shows that are like we've been watching the deuce on hbo which uh is really good it's uh franco playing james franco playing twins but it's about prostitution and porn in the 70s in new york so it's been really fascinating. Uh, but we're still not done with that yet. Uh, so I was flipping through the channels and I saw that Psycho was on. So I just flipped it on. And the shower scene was getting ready to happen. So I'm like, well, I got to watch the shower scene. And then next thing I knew, like, 
it was Norman Bates staring into the camera and the credits rolling. So I was like, well, I just watched basically the whole movie. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So I absolutely love that movie. Had someone on my Facebook say, oh, I've never actually watched that movie. Uh, did you watch Bates Motel? It was fantastic. And I said, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah, I have no, I like, I did not enjoy the first three episodes of Bates Motel. Uh, maybe it's good. I don't know. I, I like the latter part of it. I found it was a bit of a struggle to get yeah. used to it. Um, Just saying, don't come at me saying I've never watched Psycho before, but I love Bates Motel. How dare you? Psycho is a near perfect movie. Yeah. So it's pretty hard to argue anything, to say anything negative <laughs> about it. Oh, no. Yeah, there's no negativity whatsoever. I just sit there and just watch it completely in awe every time I watch it. How much I love that movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. Well, I guess we should tell people we're going to do next week, uh, which is our big Easter show. Uh, not going to go into details. Yeah, we're excited for this one, though. We've actually had this planned, I think, since before we recorded episode one. Yeah. I think if memory serves, it was Noah that said had the idea for these movies, and I was like, well, that's the perfect Easter show. Let's save it for then if the podcast still exists. <laughs> and one of the reasons we've limped along this long was to get to this. So. Yeah, it's going to be all downhill after Easter. Probably. Really gonna hit it out of the park with the Easter show. It's it's been all downhill from the beginning until now, and we'll yeah. level out next week and then go back on the downhill slides. So. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited. It's our big Easter show. Uh, lots of surprises. Maybe a special guest or two. You never know. Um, and we're actually I'm actually gonna put it up on Easter. So Easter morning, when you're hunting for Easter eggs, you can have your headphones in listening to us jabber about easter stuff um yeah i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i hope so i hope everything goes as well as planned so <laughs> we'll see otherwise this entire life of the show has been for not it's i mean really we sat through fucking robot holocaust just so we could do next week's show <laughs> uh, so what's your least favorite easter candy Oh, it's a hard question. It is, because, I mean, you can't say jelly beans, because jelly beans are awesome. Yeah, but you know what, it, for me, you know what it is? It's all the, like, weird wannabe Cadbury cream eggs. It's uh, like, stop, yeah. just, those things, for whatever it is about Cadbury cream eggs, they're fantastic, they shouldn't be, they have no right to taste good. No. That they should be disgusting. So mm-hmm. quit trying to replicate that. Yeah. Just move on. Yeah, you like bite into it, and you're like, "Oh, it's like white and yellow in the middle, like it's trying to be a real egg." But it tastes my, like goodness. My internet keeps bottoming out, so I keep missing huge swaths of this conversation. Talking about how awesome Cadbury cream eggs are. All right, good, Cad- uh, good input from Noah. Cadbury cream eggs are the candy equivalent of cancer. Oh, uh, no. Uh, There's nothing good about them. They're disgusting. Oh. Uh, why you got to be the dissenter on Cadbury Cream Egg? Horrifying elf semen. 
<laughs> then elf semen tastes great. Yeah, I've never had elf semen, so I can't compare the two directly. But I'm going to assume that they don't taste the same. <laughs> then clearly you haven't tasted elf semen. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.